Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 107 of Taking Flight. Sorry about the low um, sound quality. I am currently going to the Museum of Flight in Seattle, Washington, and I'm using my earbuds, so it's going to not be the best uh, audio. Anyways, welcome to episode 107. So I guess you could, in a way, say that this is a live episode of Taking Flight. Um, I am currently on my way to the uh, Museum of Flight it is in uh, Seattle, Washington. And basically, I'm going to, um, while I'm focusing on traffic, I'm going to be talking to you guys. So, the Museum of Flight is at the Everett Airport, um, where... Uh, the heavy Boeings are built, and, um, well, I always get it mixed up. Um, I know they build, they build something there. That's, I know that much. But they, um, UPS comes in there a lot. That's, uh, they don't fly into SeaTac. They fly straight into, um, into, uh, Boeing Field. Um, that Gale code for Boeing Fields BFI, for those of you who do not know. Um, they, they have quite a bit of maxes parked at, parked at Boeing Field. So, you'll see quite a bit of those as, um, as you're looking at the planes there. Uh, so basically, something I am going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to probably go in. They have an awesome simulator. It's uh, one that you control yourself, and um, it is. Uh, it's pretty cool. So I'll be uh, going in that. Uh, last time I went in it, I got a headache because I'm not used to going upside down. But. Okay, that's part of it, I guess. Um, so they have a 787 there, Concord. Uh, they have the Concord, British Airways Concord there. So it's really, it's really neat to be able to see a piece of history from a long time ago. Uh, there's also the very first 747 there. So it's really neat to be able to go in there. They unfortunately they have the upper deck closed. Uh, due to, uh, it's, it's old, so it's not too dependable, um, especially at a museum having hundreds of people go, go in it. Um, they have the third ever built 787-83 liner there, and so that's pretty cool. Um, What is the speed limit on this road? I don't, I don't want to get a ticket for going too fast. Um, it's a rainy day here, so that sucks. Full wipers and everything. But anyways, uh, they have a third ever built 77. Um, they have a Harrier there. So that is a... Um, all aircraft are cool takeoff or landing aircraft it is um, a military aircraft. Um, they have one of those. They have the F. I forget. They have a couple of angel planes. 
which is really cool to have that. And you know, FAT out there, um, there's so many different uh, variations of planes, different planes that I apologize, I get to mix it up with the aircraft type. But, um, anyways, they also have uh, a 727. Um, even though the whole state is um, open, no restrictions, um, they have a 727 closed for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, that aircraft is closed. Um, I don't know if they're trying to do some renovation work on it or not. Um, they also have the presidential 707 there, the presidential Boeing 707. So that was quite a cool sight. Um, to be able to go in the President's aircraft, well, ex-President's aircraft, and just be walking where John F. Kennedy walked, and to be able to be in this, go in the aircraft where, that he traveled in during his, um, during his work. They have, um, the World War, World War I era down, I mean, at the top, uh, at the bottom and at the top, that World War II aircraft. So, um, it is, uh, two cores in one part. Well, actually, maybe the whole thing is two cores. So, um, this museum is huge. It is huge. Um, I'll have to, uh, get more info on different types of aircraft. I don't know a whole lot about the military aircraft. I design more of, um, commercial aviation, uh, enthusiasts. But, um, I'll get, definitely get some info on the different aircraft there. Um, there is a mock-up tower, um, so you can hear live uh, radio broadcast from the Boeing Field. Um, last time I was there, there was a Fly Dubai 737 Max 8 departing, and it, I forget exactly where it was going. But that was really cool to see the aircraft taking off on its delivery flight. Uh, uh, the thing about Boeing Field is that it's the delivery center. So if you say you're you're an aircraft uh, an airliner and you're say taking delivery of the 737 Max 9, you will go to the Boeing Field, uh, and that's where you where um, your delivery place. That's right. It's not so much a manufacturing place as it is the, a place for for uh, airlines. Get up, get the keys to their new aircraft. Um, we are on the uh, well, we're on the north side uh, on the one on the one six uh, side of the uh, Seattle International Airport. So there, it's cloudy. The ceiling is pretty low. I'd say it's around I don't know ten thousand. I mean, I don't know, it might be, it might be lower, but, um, I need to get out of the fast one, I need to get the good, I need to go with the slow one, I don't want to but, um, like I said, uh, folks not traffic, so, pardon me, um, but anyways, yeah, the Bowling Field is the place where you take delivery because you're, uh, Brand new aircraft. Um, as I mentioned, the 
getting um, or their simulator. They have a really cool, uh, they have four or five simulators that you can go in. You can either go in as one person or go in two people. I am by myself today, so I will be the only pilot and I'll be the gunner as well on the F-18. It is really um, interesting going upside down if you've never gone upside down before. Um, it's definitely a weird feeling. If you've never experienced it before, um, let's see this traffic. Here. Luckily, the traffic, with the way I'm going, the traffic isn't too bad. Um, just be cautious. But anyway, yeah, the simulator uh, is really interesting to go into. Um, they have a harness you get to put on. You literally fall. Literally fall out of the wall of the seat, get hurt pretty bad, especially when upside down. Uh, doing a flying inverted, well, that's flying inverted is upside down. Um, doing a knife edge and all that. It's really fun. It's um, being a simulator pilot myself, it's kind of helpful because I know not to get too much. Uh, I, I know it's not my technique. I know how much you're put, put into the throttles and um, into the, uh, into the uh, it's a side stick. No, what do you call it? Yeah, it's controlled by, by the stick. Um, as you can tell, I am not that knowledgeable of my military aircraft, so I apologize. Um, just want to take a quick ad break. Uh, it's uh, just reached 2,000 total plays. Um, I get my audience to grow, so do me a favor if you're listening on Spotify, uh, you can uh, follow, or if you are listening to this podcast on iTunes, uh, you can subscribe, and it would be great if you could leave a review for me. It's great. I love reading reviews, and I just want to hear how you guys feel about this podcast. Um, my audience has been going up quite rapidly recently, and, um, especially uh, I'm trying to keep up to date with topics that are. I, I try if I forget to do a topic, and it's like three days later, I I'll just say forget it. But um, one thing I forgot to cover was the whole entire uh, lifting of the mask mandate for, for travel. Um, I believe American Airlines still requires the mask that might be wrong. They might have changed that, but that's what I I heard. Alaska Airlines does not uh, require you to wear masks on their aircraft. Neither does Southwest Delta and all those other aircraft. And there may be some of you who are like, you know, or it gets not weather masks. If you have, if you have your, if you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. But don't be bullying people who aren't wearing masks. It's just going to create problems, and uh, let's just be kind to one another and just get through this all together. But, um, Anyways, back to the museum of flight. So I unfortunately don't have a whole lot of, you know, a lot of details on the museum, unfortunately. Um, 
because this was kind of like a last minute while I was driving. I thought, like, I should make a podcast, but it'll be a little bit longer. And I will come up with, come out with a podcast uh, that is uh, talking about everything I experienced. Um, I was just there last month. So they have a special thing. First Thursday of every single month, it's free from 5 o'clock to 9 o'clock at night. So from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, all other days you have to pay. Um, I will be getting some more Gemini Jets, so 737 900 ER. I the 800, but I think it's the 900 ER that uh, they sell there. They're. Uh, they're they have a pretty good size like gift shop, so I'll be picking that up. Um, so you're looking like we have about we're gonna get there at 501, so right when they open, so that is great. But um, I'm gonna try to keep this podcast going until I arrive. I have about 15 minutes, it looks like, till I am there. So you don't want to take a milk away. I wish I could uh, get some footage of planes landing. Uh, they're taking off on 160 left, landing 160 center and left. Uh, 160 right doesn't really get used a whole lot um, when they're flying from the north. When they're flying from the south, they once three four left, which is uh, 160 north right from the north, 160 left, right. Um, it's pretty. Good amount of landing traffic, so that's uh, something interesting. Um, Virgin Atlantic has started up service back to Seattle, which is really exciting. For 787-9, American unfortunately stopped flying from London to Seattle, um, but Delta has, I guess, we say, taken that spot, as well as so we'll have two about two daily. First airway flights, um, almost one daily, uh, it's like every other day, maybe be about three days in a row, then skip a day, and then three days in a row, or one, get one day, skip a day or two, and, uh, that kind of thing with Virgin Atlantic. But yeah, Delta's going to fly their 764, um, one to Seattle, that is something that is really interesting, um, something that I didn't see coming for sure, and, um, as soon as they're... So it's going to be like four or five flights daily coming out, pretty much coming out of London to Seattle. So that's something to look forward to um, starting tomorrow. Actually, Delta will start their service from London to Seattle. Um, and on the 8th is when we'll start getting the second 787-9. They set with British Airways, except for, no, we get the 787-10 now. They're, they switched to their summer aircraft. Uh, I called them summer aircraft because they fly 787-9 in the winter. That. And then in the fall, uh, they start around, I'd say, September when they switch to the. Um, let's see, this gets kind of confusing up here. I think I have. Okay, so sorry. 
anyways, um, yeah, so Turkish Airlines on the 27th of this month is scheduled to start service on their Sunday evening, so that will be super, super cool to get another airline. Um, we have a couple more airlines who are saying that they are going to start up in October. Um, obviously, the 77-9, well, the, 70, the American 77-9 uh, flights from, uh, flights from uh, India have been delayed. Um, I don't know if it has to do, it's due to demand or um, the whole thing going on with the 77, Boeing and the 77. But, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, as back to the Fly Museum. I keep getting on track because I'm focusing on traffic and then I forget what I'm talking about. But, anyways, uh, there's 7 8. So 787-8 Dreamliner has pretty much, uh, it has some seats, but it's pretty much an open interior. Um, it has some seats. And cockpit, so what's actually, they took all the avionics, except for some of the avionics, pretty much all the main expensive avionics out of the aircraft, so that has little pictures in there, which is, it'd be cool if they had actual avionics in there, that'd be really could that aircraft fly? Most definitely, but um, it's not something that is suitable to go to an airline. Uh, seeing as it was, few of the first aircraft had issues, so that is another reason why that aircraft did not go to an airline. Also, um, I think it was like a prototype. I don't know. But anyways, it's kind of cool to be able to go into an aircraft I've flown on. Well, I have flown on that So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so the Concorde, when you, you step onto the Concorde, it's like you're stepping back into history. Back into the days where um, passengers were flying at uh, one, of speeds, one of the speeds of sound. Um, British Airways, uh, I forget exactly, yeah, I don't have to look, see when they took delivery of that aircraft. And obviously, um, there was not a high demand for supersonic travel, um, but it's really cool to actually be able to go to a Concorde and have an actual aircraft that has flown be go inside of it. It's it's really neat. And um, if you want to step back into history, I definitely recommend going to the Museum of Flight. It's probably the best flight museum I've ever seen, ever been to. Well, it's only been the only one I've ever seen or been to. So I guess that explains exactly why. But, um, yeah, it's really neat. To, it's not, like, the aisle is super thin, so I don't know. It must have been really uh, hard, I don't know, to get the galley cart down the aisle. Um, it's not like your 737 or your 77 that has a wider, uh, a wider aisle. Um, but, yeah. So, I have to focus on traffic, so I am going to call it, call it an episode, and I'll come back to you guys with another episode later on. Thank you for listening. This has been episode 107. Next time, quite safe.